Hey, this is Heath Patchett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 96. We're so close to 100. On today's Test Drive episode, I talk about what I've learned in the process of finding my niche, which if you didn't know, is really in this whole RV space, specifically RVing mixed with running a business on the road. When I started this podcast, I had a lot of people say, wow, that is really taking niching down to an extreme because it's kind of a niche within a niche. RVing is a niche. And then another niche on top of that is building a business on the road. And we could easily get into a rabbit hole. But today I want to talk about what I actually learned in the process of finding this niche and all of the different rabbit holes I had to go through before getting to where we are now. So before we get into anything else, I just want to kind of talk about why it is important to have a niche because this is something that people talk about a lot. It's important to have your niche in your business and not be too spread when you're thinking about customers. When you blog, you don't want to be too broad. There's over 300 million blogs on the internet. So it's important to have a niche, but why exactly is it important? In my experience, if you're too broad, nobody is ever going to find you. By going narrow, it gives you permission to learn a subject deeply and start building authority within that niche. Also, really practically, when you think of something like blogging, then you can start writing a lot of content around a particular area, start building SEO authority in that niche. So it's other ways that people can find you and they start seeing you as an expert. Four years ago, I was really, really struggling to find my niche. I was reading tons of books. I had started several blogs. I had one called The Important Blog, another called Happiness for Sale. And I had also started several companies, or at least I had a lot of different ideas for companies that I wanted to start. One was called Servancy. It was a social clothing line that kind of intertwined for-profit businesses and nonprofits to donate. I was kind of, I'm having a little bit of trouble describing it because I actually don't really remember exactly what it was. A company called Aristo, a company called Coffee Pops, which was frozen coffee pops. I still think that's an amazing idea. I would love to come back with that. And the only thing that any of these random ideas had in common was me. It felt like each of these ideas was me chasing down a niche and trying to find that one thing that I could stake my flag in and say, you know, this is something that Heath knows, this is something that Heath does, and become known for that thing, grow a business there, start a blog and grow a community there. Whatever that meant, I wanted to figure out this freaking thing that people called the niche. By the way, I don't say niche, I say niche. I'm not sure which one is right, but I always lean toward niche. And during this process, it was one of the most discouraging things because I felt as a writer, this was highlighted and accentuated in my lack of progress in a blog. I couldn't stick with anything. After writing so many posts, I would quit. And so I just felt that I hadn't discovered this thing that I was going to latch on to and be associated with for a long time. And I was worried that I wasn't going to find that in any of my work. This all changed in 2014. Alyssa and I decided that we were going to hit the road four days after our wedding, buy our first RV Franklin off of Craigslist, and then go travel around the country for an undefined period of time. Well, it was going to be around a year, but in our minds, it could be indefinite. We told our parents a year, so they would be not super upset with us. (laughs) But one of my personal goals during this first year on the road was to really figure out this whole niche thing. What could I dive deep into? What could I really be known for as a blogger and a communicator and as a writer? And so part of my goal during this year from a blogging perspective was to really hone down and figure out what this niche could be. 
since I was working jobs across the country for Hourly America, I thought that maybe I could start building an authority in the workspace. You know, I could share my experiences from working all these jobs across the country. And as it turned out, nobody really cared about that. And about six months into our trip, probably even before that, I started to find myself leaning way more towards the whole RVing side of things. I didn't even know that people really talked about RVs online. I didn't really discovered a lot of blogs yet. We were just kind of busy doing our thing. But I found myself resonating with RVing. I loved it. I talked about it all the time. I would cut Alyssa off in mid-conversation and she would get upset with me because I pointed at other RVs on the highway. I just loved it. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of this lifestyle for a long time. So one of the first things I did was I just started writing about it more. I talked about what I had been learning from living in an RV, what I liked most about it, what surprised me, the costs associated with RVing, and everything else that I could possibly think of. I just kept writing more and more about it. And then after a little while, I started noticing that people really started attaching themselves and we started building more of a following in this RV community from our blog. And that led to starting a little Facebook group called Make Money in RV, which spurred this podcast, which now reaches a lot of people. And now we have our second RV Entrepreneur Summit, which is gonna be sold out again this year in Texas. And so it's led to all these different opportunities. And it's what I guess you can call our niche now. We've niched down into this little RV space and we love it. And we've met so many people from it and had a lot of really amazing opportunities from clients, work, and our personal brand all come through this niche that we found. So looking back on our experience of finding our niche, I wanted to share a few things with you guys because I'm sure if you ask 100 different people, everyone would have a different explanation to how they actually discovered their little niche. So I just wanted to share a few of my thoughts around the process of us finding our niche. One, I think you have to let go in the process of finding your niche. I think you have to chase your creativity to a certain extent. I stressed myself out to no extent because I wanted to stake my flag in something. I wanted to build a deep knowledge base in something. But I found myself trying to chase all these things and almost make myself feel passionate about something instead of just kind of letting go and letting my curiosity take over and find something that I truly loved. And I don't think that's something you can really inauthentically replicate I love RVing, this lifestyle, the people and the industry, and it's something that I can happily do for the rest of my life. And I don't mind diving deep and spending tons of time in this space. Even time that you could say I'm wasting, I don't feel that way because I really enjoy what I'm doing. And I think that's really crucial if you decide to niche down into something, you really have to love it. Another thought on niching down is that I believe it frees you up to be more creative and not less. The worst feeling in the world used to be sitting down at my computer and having no idea what I wanted to write about that day. I was all over the board and there were central themes to my writing. You know, I wanted to have a good optimistic message, but it wasn't tied around any specific theme. It was like when our teacher in high school told us we could write about whatever we wanted. It was really, really hard. Now we always know the subject matter and it's easier to pull on our experiences. When we first started talking about RVing, I was really scared that I was just going to be known as this RV guy and I was going to be pigeonholed into this for the rest of my life. But what you realize is that people start attaching themselves to your story and then you can change and go do other things. And there's actually a lot of different angles and ways that you can tackle any given subject. You would be very amazed once you pick the subject, how deep you can dive into it. Number three, it's more fun to be known in a small niche than to be nobody in a big space. And that's something I feel I'm learning more and more uh, my short time in business, blogging and everything else that 
it's okay to, you know, just really push in a smaller space and kind of get to the top of that because then you can decide to go do other things if you want or just build really amazing authentic relationships in your own little space. Because one thing that really surprised me was last year at our RV Entrepreneur Summit, how many people I really, really related to. These are people I had so much in common. We'd given up uh, quote unquote normal lives to go hit the road and travel. We had building a business in common. We had RV lifestyle in common. So it's like the more you niche down, the more you can find people who really, really relate to you and what you're doing versus when you try to go really broad and track everybody. It's just, I, I don't think it's possible to build as meaningful relationships as it can be in niching down, at least from my own experience. And lastly, once you do find a niche, don't act like you know everything about everything. One thing I've noticed about people who start blogs in particular is that once they pick a subject matter or niche, they instantly start saying crap like you should do this or you should do that. And and they start just acting like they, they know everything. And on the flip side, the more I've read books from really successful people, the more I've realized how often these uber successful people say things like, I think, or in my experience, I could be completely wrong, but I'll share my opinion anyway. So on one side of the coin, there's these people who are trying to act like authorities and there's other people who are actually authorities and the people who are actually authorities are typically really open mind and just sharing their authentic journey and things that they experience along the way. And I always tend to resonate with the latter. So I just I get really turned off whenever I, I find blogs and things like that of people who telling me all the things I shouldn't shouldn't do because I'm just I, I don't know where they're coming from. It doesn't feel authentic. So don't be that person. And again, I, I guess I was just that person by telling you not to be that person. But still, don't be that person. And lastly, most of the people who I've really seen find their niche in blogging or anything else, they're really just scratching their own itch. They're documenting their own story. And then along the way, there happens to be a pain point in their journey that relates to others. For us, we documented what we learned as we grew our business and our income on the road from nothing to something and then beyond that. And one of my friends, Jeff Goins, has done something very similar for writing. He wanted to go out and become a writer and he published books and now he teaches others how to get started as writing. And this is just one example, and I've seen this done over and over and over again. And I think it's because the subjects we struggled with most are the ones that we can offer the most help to others. We've thought about it a lot, we've lost sleep about it, and we can help bring other people through that process or find a solution or product that serves them. All right, that's all for today's episode on finding your niche. Hope you guys enjoyed today's test drive. I'll see y'all next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.